Thank you for listening to Bluebells Forever podcast. I'm your host, Sherry Lewis. If you've been enjoying this podcast and would like to be a contributor, there is a really fun way to do that. Patreon is a way that you can contribute $5 a month or $10 a month to just help with production cost. For $20 a month, which is the bevel level, there's two bonus episodes per month. And these are from the Circle Back series where we go back and we interview some of our guests from the earlier season just to hear how they're doing now and to get to the stories we didn't have time to do in an hour. These are really fun. They go a little bit deeper and it's just a way to get to know some of these guests a little bit more. So upcoming is a tiny little snippet from my interview with Liz Elliott, the principal dancer of Hello Hollywood Hello for the full run of the show, as well as a principal dancer in Jubilee. So have a quick listen to know what you might be getting with the bevel level. I think it was, you know, he he was starting to look back at that time and we had some lovely conversation, which is why I really want to uh, pay tribute to him a little bit. Um, and I am trying to, his life, uh, expand the whole of the 20th century from who's born during the First World War and, and he uh, earned money uh, to keep his because his father got very sick when he came back from, he got uh, shell shock he very bad you know in those days they didn't call it PTSD and the poor man was just a mess from from all of that and so um, Don loved dancing he learned the Charleston he learned to do the Charleston and he would do Charleston competitions in the speakeasies. And from that, he it just grew and grew his career. And so he had the most amazing career. And because Don was not um, the kind of person, he didn't have a publicist. Nobody really knew what he had experienced. And we had some lovely conversations. And Fluff was like, wow, Liz, you know, he's never even told me some of this. So I want to write yeah. it down because yeah. it's, um, and and, and uh, Craig, his partner, did donate a lot of his uh, memorabilia to UNLV. So I'm hoping to make a trip to Vegas soon to go through again some of the uh, ephemera and some of the photographs. It's all disintegrating now. It's very fragile. Oh, wow. But his life was spanned an incredible era. Hello and welcome to Bluebells Forever, a podcast with interviews of Bluebell dancers past and present. Join Sherry Lewis, a Bluebell herself, as she leads us on a journey through story and experience. And now here's Sherry. My guest is Julia Parker. So hello, Julia. Hello. Um, okay, so where are you living right now? I am in Florida at the moment in Orange City. Orange City. We were just talking like how Texas is frozen over right now and then all kinds of things. Like our check-in is like, how is it where you are? But you did not grow up there. And I, we can detect an accent already in your first mm -hmm. little intro. Um, so first is welcome and thank you. Because I know that um, I think you found me. That's the fun thing of these interviews of mm -hmm. every time someone comes up, people recognize someone. And then I find someone else to interview because right. we all have, most people have done so many shows that the web. Well, through the, through the Hello Hollywood uh, Facebook page, actually. So. Oh yeah. And that's, that was such a yeah. great thing to connect with all these people that before Facebook had no mm -hmm. idea where anyone was or what they were doing. Yeah. Right. So that's been such a gift of these. There's a Bluebell page. There's a reunion page. There's a Hello Hollywood page. I think Jubilee mm -hmm. has their own page. 
it's just such a great way, especially as we're getting older to have like these memories to share with somebody else who knows what that was like. And it feels yes. Im- important to keep these stories going as the shows have gone away and, you know, there's well, the younger was, ones to tell it. It was such a catalyst for so many of us. Absolutely. So what lives. started, so what started that catalyst for you? Like what, what was it like growing up where you grew up and was dance just well, a, I, a of course we're going to do this, or did you have to seek it out? No, I grew up in a village, well, it's called Quedyborough in England, which is a small village outside of Leicestershire. Like a lot of the English girls, I went to the village dance school. Um, I was very lucky because my dance teacher, Miss DuPont, was one of the best. And we did um, all the festivals, pantomimes, you name it. I mean, I think I danced six days a week, every day of the week for many years. And I I think it's different over here, but back then in England, in order to dance, to do tap dancing, Greek, modern acrobatics, all of that stuff, you had to do ballet. It was mandatory. So I was not really a ballet dancer, but it was drilled into me. And actually I spoke to her daughter, Rebecca, who has a big dancing school in England, took over from her mother now, and to confirm that that fact was true before I spoke to you. And she says, yeah, you have got, that's the one subject that is not an option, which yeah. it, it gives you a great base for no matter what you do. So and I think it's interesting with like Americans, like if you want to take hip hop, well, you have to take ballet first, but you don't have to train the same way. It's, mm-hmm. I think it's kind of more of a, like, it's an activity and some people pursue it and they'll take ballet right. because they are really want to get that technique but it's interesting how when the auditions come around they they do go to england and australia more and i've heard it's because the value of ballet and their training where in americans you can have people that are good at one style but they don't have that ballet training yeah. and that's not an overall statement but it is very different of when i talk to people in england yeah. like the the tests that you have to take we don't do that in america oh yeah they move you up to... because you're old enough so you move in with the big girls and no, learn you that way to pass and not only like with tap dancing for example not only do you learn the te- the steps you have to learn to be able to speak them yeah. the name of you know how they all go it, it's a whole education not just here's my little girl in dance dancing in a ballet <laughs> you know and then <laughs> did the you like ballet no, I hated ballet. Really? I was so you acrobat. just had to endure it. I loved acro. That was my thing. Oh, really? I was so good at acrobatics in the festivals. I used to usually win to the point where one time they called out, they would, you know, all the girls were standing and they, they're calling out the winners and I stepped forward and it wasn't me. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, that's so good. Yes. Oh. So. It was just an assumption because you had done it for so long. Yeah. Because I, I thought that, that was my thing, you know, yeah. but thank goodness that I was made to do the ballet and all the other stuff too. So, but that's, did that's you, how it all started for me. Did you want to be professional or were you just doing this um, because that's what you do those growing up years? I did want to be professional. I was always told that I could be because I supposedly was tall, even though I'm only five foot six. I didn't realize how <laughs> short that was until I got involved with bluebells. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, um, yes, I, I did. And thank goodness once again for my dance teacher, because she uh, and I was just 15. She said, you need to go audition for the bluebells. Because back then, the bluebells were world famous. And to be a bluebell dancer was very prestigious. And, you know, obviously from the Lido in Paris and their other shows. And it was, a, even though they were topless, it was glamorous. And it wasn't looked down upon in any way. 
like my grandfather, he was so proud that it was going to be a bluebell girl. Nothing to oh. do with being topless. Really? Yeah. That, that's such a, because we get, we've talked about this on this podcast for a few people in America, people don't know. And even dancers mm-hmm. that I've talked about this, they still don't know what a bluebell is. They don't know mm-hmm. who she is. So it feels like I want them to know that, but if there's no interest or they don't, and you have to say, well, it's kind of like Rockettes, but it's, they don't have anything Correct. to compare it. Right. Or they just think of what the stereotypical showgirl has been portrayed. Or was if, still that you're, that you're a go-go dancer or, yeah, go-go a bar or something, you know? Yeah. And so, so it is interesting. You started with that esteem for her, but to come to America and explain what you do, it's like, oh, yeah. never mind. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, my dad's teacher arranged for me to audition and I went up to London um, to see the notorious Peter Baker, which I'm sure you've heard about. Yep, he shows up in a lot of stories. Very young. And it just so happened the day that of my audition, we did the audition, which really all it was, was him looking at your legs and stuff. Um, we went to, we had to go to the, he took me to the air, to the train station with him because Bluebell was coming in and he had to pick her up. So that's how I met Miss Bluebell. Oh, wow. And did she have this say of everyone? Like if Peter Baker found someone, Miss Bluebell had to f- do the final approval or, or could he hire I without honest, her? I honestly can't answer that. I, I believe he could hire, mm. but I don't know for sure. Yeah. Cause she has, in my that case, she I wants. met her and immediately she said, and she had that. I, I don't want to impersonate it because people will think it's rude, but I also, I was, when I talk, like Miss Bluebell, I always want to put my tongue in the bottom of my bug. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. And she's like, well, you're distinct. Just, she was so lovely, but she was like, you're just too short. You know, and did I, she was, have I was you, five, five foot six, you know. Did she have you dance that day? Um, yeah, I danced a little bit and she really liked me. I was very young and she said to stay in touch. And when I turned 16, that um, we would talk, but she didn't think she could do anything because I wasn't tall enough. And what happened was within that time frame, she cast a show that was going to Madrid, which was a musical, which was not a typical Bluebell show. It was called El Deluvio Quevien. And she was provided the dancers for it. And I don't know the full story. My, my take on it is the Riva brothers who produced La Scala in Barcelona were the producers of this musical. And that's how Bluebell was connected. So, you know, after I had met her a few months later, we get a call saying that she was hiring dancers for this show and wanted me to come up and audition. So I did. And along with me came Rebecca, who was the daughter of the lady whose dancing school I went to. And another girl that went to my dancing school, Sarah, who ended up at the Lido in in Las Vegas. All three of us ended up going to, we went to the show in Madrid for Miss Bluebell even though we want what you call traditional bluebells. And you guys are called bluebells in the show. Was that kind of a perk we for the theater that there's bluebell dancers as part of the we show? Were called, you know, I don't know. We were called the bluebell dancers or the bluebell ballet, I think we were called, because they used to call the dancers the ballet in Spain. Um, all three of us were young. We had to sing. Mm. It was a musical, <laughs> which we didn't sing very well. But <laughs> we went, I remember she we went to Paris and she met us in Paris and took us all out for dinner and then put us on an overnight train. We were supposed to be chaperoned, but we never were. <laughs> Sent us to Barcelona and Tweet, who was the, I believe she was the lion captain in La Scala, was in charge of us, put us in apartments and I'm sure she hated it and had to come and make sure we ate and all that good stuff. We rehearsed <laughs> in Barcelona 
And then I remember one night, Miss Bluebell took us to see the Scala. And we sat with her and it was the first time I had ever seen anything like that. Oh, wow. And to this day, and some of the girls that, that listen to the podcast are going to laugh because I kept the program. Mm. So I'll, I'll get back. Remind, remind me to get back to that, though. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So from there, we went to Madrid to open the show. Um, the show ran for a long time, but we were only in it for about eight months because we had to check in every because we had to be emancipated to go because we were so young or get permission to go or licensed or something. But we had to check in with the embassy every week because we were British and we were on work visas. And one week they said no more to the ones of us that were young really? because they wanted to put Spanish dances in. So they sent us back to England. Oh, wow. I heard that in Italy, too, that there was a yeah. strike. They didn't want the, Mer- the British yeah, girls. Yeah, something like that. I, I don't know the whole story. And then it was about six months later that the ponies were a thing and she sent me to Reno. That's how I ended up there. Did you have a break in between or did you go directly? No, about six months. And I stayed in London. I used to dance at the pineapple and run around like an idiot because I was such so young. I mean, I was, I was I so love naive. That yeah, there's something of even, I was almost 20 when I went or 19, uh-huh. but d- I'm picturing myself at 16 going to another country and my parents yeah. even like going along with that. Yep. But were you, was there a big gap between you guys and the other ladies? Was there, or the gentleman too, was, were, was it kind of a gradual age thing or was there you say, guys? Um, Spain, when, in Barcelona, it was big gap. But when I came to America, it was not so big. So I don't there think was, they can get away with the age no. thing now in any of the countries of being 16 in a I mean, when we came over, when I think about it, we were showed up at the airport. We all flew on the same plane. I didn't know anybody. Nobody. And so I had, this is a brand new, this is a show had hadn't started. Oh my gosh. So what was that like? Would she, there's this new show because you were there for the beginning of the show, right? In Reno? Yes. Yeah. So how yeah. did Miss Bluebell tell you like this? You're going to America to do this show. You're finally somehow tall enough and old enough, but you didn't Well, grow. she said about the pony line, and now you can come and be a showgirl and all this stuff. And it's a special line. There's only 12 of you, and it'll be you and, I, and these other girls who I didn't know. And um, you'll be chaperoned again, which we want. <laughs> oh, my God. Did your parents know all this? Like, they're, My they're parents believed. No, they believed that we were chaperoned. Because that was a big thing about the way Bluebell used to look after our girls. And she did look after us. Yeah, she really did. She was so kind. Um, she did care about our well-being, very much so. Where was the gap where nobody was keeping an eye on you? Was it just when you got was, to America? Once we got to America, they put us all in these apartments at Amesbury Place, and we got paired off with people. And I was with a girl named Jane Anthony, who was also young. Um, and you know, they arranged the taxis to take us to the rehearsals. We didn't have to pay the rent. I guess it was taken out of our paychecks. That was a long, long rehearsal period. Because it was so very I've heard long. some people talk about when they see Reno, because I think people picture Vegas and Reno's not like Vegas. And you came no. in the win- winter time, it, right? Was this like, did you go, wow, was, what did I du- sign up it for? It was dusty roads. Um, <laughs> I thought I was in like the Wild West. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, oh the rehearsals God. were particularly long because I, if, I, if my memory is correct, there was a strike with the stagehands during rehearsals. So it extended the opening of the show because during the strike, I remember flying up to Las Vegas to see Sarah, the girl who I mentioned earlier. 
who was dancing in the Lido. And I also met at that time her roommate, Erica, who was a baby too, and came, she ended up coming to the Reno show as well. But they all lived in a house in Vegas and I was so impressed, you know, plus yeah, you know, they, they that was all life. the Sam Rosenthal era, all of that stuff too. Wow. Yeah, Vegas has changed so much over the years. And yeah. I talked to somebody kind of the end of the mob era and how Correct. that Correct. change over and like, what's actually Erica, going on? Erica ended up coming to the Reno show because of problems with that. And she really? was I think, 17 or 18. Yeah. Because like cool. Reno, if it was, dude. I don't know if that ever hit Reno, like the mob, no, mob kind not, of thing. Not so that I know of, anyway. Because Vegas, like if you're younger, like maybe It might have done for some of the other girls, but not me. Right. <laughs> Wow, you know. yeah, because that's like an awful position to be in when you have mm-hmm. no power. Because I know and when you're young, yeah. yeah. And I think it was Miss Bluebell that actually moved Erica up to Reno, so she didn't have to deal with that stuff. Wow. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I'm She's so surprised. One of my best like friends t- today, so we talk about oh. this. <laughs> oh, that's so good. Yeah, because yeah. I think that um, I've heard the perspective. You know, like if you feel like there's no one looking out for these girls, like how terrifying, or you have to play the game, especially when with like, the, being like. I, I I don't want to use the word country bumpkins, but we were pretty naive from yeah. English, you know. Oh yeah, and there's probably some now. appeal that you're from another country and you're young yeah. and yeah, I'm really stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I was anyway. <laughs> so what's it like? Like you're free in this new country, but you're working hard trying to figure out who your friends are going to be, and your rehearsals, well, I'm sure, are a little bit tiring. For me, when I first got there, remember I said I went to see the show at the Scala, and I kept the program. So this is going to make a laugh, but Andrea Grant, I remember always looking at Andrea's photograph in the Scala. And Andrea would not know me from Adam at that point because she was a dancer in the show. Yeah. So I was very in awe of these girls and Andrea being one of the main ones. Um, they were always very nice to us. I, I say us, meaning us young ones. Yeah. But they, they, we didn't hang out with them because there was nothing in common, really. You know, I was in Andrea's row. I was in the, I still don't know if I'm B or C when people say, and they all seem to know what their row was like, I think I was Sherbet's and I was also like in heat wave. And I know like there's different, the way that divided, if you're in Tiller, I was, you were I was in row B, race. I was B pony green 11. <laughs> oh, see, people know that. I'm like, why can't I recall that stuff? You know I'm why very, we I know it? Because of rehearsals when we wore those bibs. Yes. And he'd scream. Don Arden would scream. You. You know, number 11. That's and where I think the people who tell the story, who know that we're the ones he was that mean. were there from the beginning. Yeah. He was I so mean. I remember one time he said, tighten up your fanny. Meaning your butt. Well, yeah. English fatty means. The front. <laughs> <laughs> so it is, I remember walking thinking, how tighten that? <laughs> I had no, I had no freaking clue. No clue. Oh my gosh. Welcome to America. Yeah. Oh, wow. So then, it, cause like, we've talked about Donna and Narelle were, they were also kind of the young naive. Yeah, and yeah. so did people kind of just keep you separated? Like, I Oh, think they just kind of they, tried not to pay attention to us. Really? They weren't like taking you under their wing and like, <laughs> they were, were just nice. like, people were, were very, nice. very nice, but I don't yeah. think that really, I mean, I, I would imagine we were a bit of a pest in a way. It'd be like, you know, 10 mm. year olds with two year olds. Right, you know, oh, but there's something so fun of that energy. Me and Erica both got in trouble. We were told we were fat, and we had to go weigh in every night. Really? Mm-hmm. And oh, I, I look t- back on pictures. We were not fat. I think it no. was maybe a bit of puppy fat or something. Yeah, but we definitely weren't fat. Because we, 
And you were rehearsing really hard too. There's no way you're like sloughing off when you're doing those long rehearsals for the show. Was this during no. the rehearsals you were told that? Or it was the during the opened? rehearsals and then even through the opening of the show. Yeah. Wow. So, you, get, you know, you get very self-conscious about that. Oh, yeah. I remember we used to go to, uh, this was me and Erica, we used to go to Marie Callender's to have the veggie plate because we were fat. So we had to have a veggie plate. Oh and it was God. smothered in cheese. <laughs> <laughs> we'd have cornbread and honey butter. <laughs> But we thought we were on a diet. Oh, I gosh, I'm, I think I did that same. It's so yeah. interesting because I haven't heard much about weigh-ins um, from Hello Hollywood. If they were, because I came in after the show, but opened a couple of years. I dealt with it on the cruise ships and, and other shows. Mm. And I was in my 20s and it was hard. But I can't imagine being a teenager and that not affecting you um, when your whole life is about your body and your. Yeah, I mean, and, and once again, being young, it wasn't like we went on a good diet. We would do things like not eat for an entire day and think we lost weight. Yeah. And then go for an ice cream shake in between shows. Right. But you know? how many stairs and how hard you're working. Oh, on the I know. Shows, it's hard we, were, to imagine. we definitely, definitely were not fat. Yeah. You know, and we used to be like, well, that girl's fatter than us. Why is she not in trouble? <laughs> you know? Oh, the- gosh. Oh, then you then it sets up the whole comparison. Because I look yeah. at those pictures and like, I wish I was that fat now. Like what I thought was what I was told mm-hmm. was, I don't think. Yeah. It was not till after the shows that I had to deal with that. But yeah. Yeah. If you had that right from the get go. So what do you remember about rehearsals of trying to learn all that and the ponies? Were you I, guys kind of your own? You did things with, actually, can you share what piece, what numbers you were in? So that we people- did the, we were the blue sleeves. We were part of that group. And then we, I, I told you this earlier, we were, we were actually in the grand staircase, which to me was crazy because now thinking back on it. So we were in the grand staircase and then heat wave in the opening. And yeah. We started on the very top of the stairs. Um, then what next was San Francisco, right? Yeah. We were bathing beauties. That was, were you guys in the little boat thing? Can-can. We were the can-can girls. In the saloon? Yeah, in the saloon. Okay. Um, That was it for San Francisco, I think. And then the next one would be space. We were on the living curtain. We have to go into why that has some significance in a little bit here. Yeah, we will. And then um, (laughs) in the finale, we were those horrible drummer costumes, the drummers little drummer things yeah because then when I came back in the show I used to swing and that was the only number I had a hard time reversing because if you started off on the wrong leg oh it was really hard to oh. get it back again yeah so as far as rehearsals you- I never had a hard time because I was quite a good dancer yeah um and they used to take us we used to go rehearse like in hallways and stuff yeah, somebody's like, telling me about learning down in the cafeteria because the cafeteria mm-hmm. wasn't done. Like, I think we went down there too. Place. I think I remember going in a hallway, and this is with Winston, who was a choreographer. He and he was lovely. I was scared to death of Larry Maldonado. Was that his name? And then he had an assistant, Tim Curry, Tom Curry, Tim or Tom, who was really sweet. But Larry was not very nice to me. Winston was a sweetheart, and he's the one that choreographed the space number and that's the one yeah. I remember learning in the hallway oh really yeah well that it makes sense because that living curtain was not that wide no. or it wasn't that deep so like I guess the hallway would keep you so you don't fall off the living curtain right. you know your boundaries right. yeah wow so yeah. do you remember the opening of the show what that was like because it, like, um, it was delayed and then it was open I, and I don't a- seem for myself it wasn't that big of a deal because we've already done full-on dress rehearsals and I think it was over anticipation because it had been delayed so it was like time you know it, you can rehearse anymore I don't yeah. think so yeah it doesn't it doesn't really 
that doesn't that's not one of my big memories of the show so right. much how long did you do the show I did the show from the opening the first year of contract then I left after the first year and I danced for um Rocky Senis out of Las Vegas at a show in Reno too at the El Dorado Hotel and then I went back for a second contract at MGM did it just feel like it's time to go back or um, interesting to go I back? Think I or? saw the auditions and I went to the audition. And this is funny because I went to the audition and um, Miss Bluebell was there and Don Arden and I believe Bernard still at, the, at that time. And I didn't have to audition because Miss Bluebell was just ecstatic to see me. She said, oh, Julia's here. Julia's back. Da, 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 da. And I remember Bernard looking like, oh. I don't know why oh. he didn't like me. He just didn't. <laughs> it's I mean, so I never interesting. had two words with him. Really? But maybe because we were young. I don't know. Maybe yeah. we were more responsibility yeah. or something. But after he was gone and then Adrian took over. He was, was a wonderful. Whole, whole different whole game. It's so interesting because Bluebell has seen who meant, how many thousands of dancers. So the fact that she remembers you by name. And it seems like that's back then she really did. They she weren't did. just a mass of she, she knew did. people. And she that's did. kind of. That says a lot. I mean, I think it was a very small group back then. And I was one of the ones on the tail end of it. The very yeah. tail end of it. So, yeah. And then maybe with us, you know, me and Jane Anthony and some of those, it was because we were so young. You know, mm. I don't know. Yeah. But she was always just lovely. Wow. Lovely. What was it like going back the second time you've done it? Did you go back into the exact, I mean, ponies or something? I went back into the same, co- I went back into the same cost costumes. Oh, awesome. The girl who replaced me, Karen Arp. I remember her. Yeah, Karen Arp. Yeah. So Karen replaced me and then I replaced Karen. Oh, that's awesome. So you had your name probably written inside those costumes. Well, they crossed it out and put Karen's name in there. Oh, okay. <laughs> but Karen and I are very best friends today, too. Oh, And then I, I later so worked with Karen and Mickey Hotag, who was also in The Ponies. We worked in the Lance Burton show in Las Vegas together. Wow. And Karen was the lion captain at that point. So I got to work with Karen and Mickey again, which was pretty cool. That's what's but, so the first time you come in on a plane, not knowing anyone. And then once yeah. you've done the show, all the other shows, you have someone that you are friends with. Oh, no. Or you don't even they, have to audition. Yeah, that's so you, know? you just have to get that first one. And then like your community just starts to expand. Yes. And also your yes. uh, opportunities. And we talk about lifelong friendships, you know, that's Karen, beautiful. And Mickey and I did a lot of uh, Mickey's an esthetician now. And I was her guinea pig when she was learning how to do Brazilian waxing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so, so good. It's just, We've you know, it's so been... fun. Fun, fun, wow. fun. Great people. So I, I want to get to, uh, because I think I, oh, I think I reached out to you. I wanted to think how this worked because you posted about Me, reuniting. Greg? Yeah. And I'm like, this yeah. is, these are the stories we love. We love the relationship stories, like the friendship stories. Mm-hmm. So can you go back to uh, being that first year and like the, dis- the, um, living curtain oh. if anyone doesn't know that's where we would it was this giant set piece that came down from this from right. way up high and we had this whole disco space number it's so yes. it was so groovy it was just yes but and even stepping to, onto that thing i was we like had to run up those stairs to go up to the fly rail and there was a little bit of a break because there was an act in there somewhere i can't remember so me and i believe it was jeanette another dancer jeanette doherty we used to go up there early don't know why Maybe because the stagehands were so nice to us. And we used to go up yeah. there and sit down, smoke a cigarette. You <gasps> could do that backstage? 
Yes. That's so bizarre now. Like, oh yeah. Well, I don't know whether feathers. you could, but up on the fly rail, we used to. <laughs> and that's how I met Greg. And, you know, just like all relationships, there was attraction and he was 20, I was 17. And we started dating and we never lived together or anything like that, but we saw each other all the time. And I'd get ready earlier and earlier, <laughs> and earlier for that space number. <laughs> and um, that was the relationship. And then I left the show. He stayed in the show. Then he left the show and then I left the show. And then back, I had gone to LA at this time and my son had been born. And I was not with my husband though. And Greg and I connected again. Um, I used to go see him up in California. And then I left there, went back to Vegas to dance in Vegas again. He came to visit me. And we just ended up, we talked about commitment and stuff, but we didn't do it. And I ended up going to Japan. And at that point we left, we kind of lost contact. Was and it kind of not- like when your career, like as a dancer, you to stay in one place, you can't, but it feels like when you could go all travel, do I Correct. choose travel or Correct. staying? Very much Was so. that part of very much. Oh, okay. I had a similar I, thing. Like yeah. I want to, I don't want to stay here. I want to go do these other things when yeah. I'm young and love is like wonderful. He was but... the same too, though. Cause he, he was a roadie after all of that. He was a, he's a rigger and he still is. In fact, he's in Guam right now, but um, he worked with Kiss and some of the big bands. So he traveled all over the world too. And oh, really? he's not a big social media person. So I reconnected with so many people through you know Facebook and stuff and Greg I used to look for him and look for him over the years never found him but we oh. ended up bumping into each other at the reunion and I was still married and there was nothing weird that happened with me and him then it was just hello how are you nice to see you and he did give me my business his business card um we never contacted each other two years later I ended up getting divorced sadly yeah not so sadly but sadly okay. <laughs> <laughs> and I called him out of the blue and about 10 weeks later he said why don't you come up and visit so never left since wow okay was there always a little spark between you or just like Matthew. that was nice so there was, was like was a always freaking there. explosion between us not just a little really spark. yeah so he's, it always stayed love. there oh my gosh see he's that's the love. part i wanted to interview because i just yeah there's there's both things of us, like both of us feel both of the same it was way. always there and, and you know, I, I don't really make this stuff up, but for me, it's like, I always knew it would happen. He says the same, but whether we really mm. know, you know, yeah, nobody can answer that. But, well, yeah. Cause but, life of circumstances, you could have just kept yeah. going your own way. But the fact that you chose to like, okay, we're actually going to like do this. Yeah. And it's uncanny. You... We have children the same age. We have grandkids oh the same age. It's bizarre. Wow. Yeah. So it also, when you get back together, you have this history. Because if you meet someone right. new, you have to start from like, what did you do? What's your career? Like you already right. had this great. Yes. I didn't have base. to explain the dancing to him. And, yeah. And he knew what your life was like. And you already yes. had a history of a relationship. Right. That's such a great story. Because I think maybe, you know, like there's people that in their 20s, it, it just wasn't the right timing. Mm-hmm. And then with life and maturity, because you're probably different than you were at 16 or oh, 17. I hope so. <laughs> I, hope I hope so. so. <laughs> no one's still like, oh, gosh, he's still oh, no. getting in trouble. So, I mean, those years and meeting Greg, obviously. Um, but there's so many great people from then. Not just yeah. all the dancers, but a lot of the stagehands, too. I mean, I was very good friends with Curtis Rowe, Billy Trillo. There's so many of them that were so sweet and so good and still are friends today. There's some great people. I'd love that. Yeah. 
I just yeah. remember Randy's name because I know that I met. I know. Try to remember. So I, I know who Randy. I know. I remember. I remember all of them. I just can't always place them. Because we would go up there. You'd have time. I think. Because when you said that, now I remember the loading. I'll ask Greg what? when I talk to him about Randy. I'll find out who that was. I just remember. Okay, I'm going to tell my Greg was, story. I think Greg was in touch with Randy. But anyway, that's another story. So. I just remember he's really flirting. And I remember he would stand <laughs> at the rail because I was topless in the show, but I would always wear my little blue terry cloth mm-hmm. robe. Yeah, yeah. You know how you dance and then you put your robe on and go back. And I remember yeah. Randy would just say, would laugh at that. Like, why do you wear a robe when you're and I'm like, oh, that white I'm towel. Not- do you remember the white towel? Oh yeah. With the blue stripe. stripe. <laughs> yeah. But it's like, you don't walk around backstage, but I just remember him saying like, show us your tits. And I'd be like, oh, I was so offended. I was like such a prude in some ways, even though I'm dancing in the show. So my very last night, as I'm getting off, I think it was for fans that he yelled at. And I took off my robe and I shimmied across the back of the stage. Like it was some big liberating thing. I remember them being like, Oh, because I was just like out of character, even though you could be in those shows, it still right. felt like, don't tell me that, but it just felt like this wild moment in the show for me or during backstage was to right. shimmy and show it backstage. But that was Randy. So if you find him, they're yes. not looking the same. So don't ask me to show them. They don't look as good. Very <laughs> true. No, it's, uh, it's been absolutely wonderful, you know, and then now it's, it's now I've got an order. It's really nice to see look back on all the memories I mean one of my big things at the moment is speaking to my friend Rebecca in England who she also danced for Bluebell but not in she was with me in the musical and she's gone on to have one of the very best dancing schools in England you know really yeah and we were That's talking th- about all this the other day and I said to her I go is it what's different with the kids now because the standards are higher I mean these kids the work they do now and she's like yeah. and she thinks it's due to YouTube Instagram and all this instant seeing things compared to when we were kids. Yeah. You know? Well, I think there's also something of all these dancers that got this great experience of performing mm -hmm. because even hello Hollywood, I came in, like I really feel fortunate. I got hired because I got better being in the show, but then we had dance classes with people who were all dancing all over the world. So I think our dance Mm -hmm. got better during the show. So then when people leave and go open their studios and go teach, we had Mm -hmm. this, experience we wouldn't have had if we hadn't Correct. done the shows Correct. so I do think there's something you can teach by living that life and learning how yeah. to perform and still have the technique because I feel like a lot of the dancers still were taking class they were still growing mm-hmm. because you have this wealth of knowledge all in one place right, right. I mean there's- I taught uh in England too you know when you go through all these exams you were talking about I went through teaching exams even at the age of like 14 because you finish yeah. your levels and your next step is an associate teacher or whatever but I didn't ever teach really dance I taught gymnastics for years in Vegas did you ever perform in music because I know some shows like having gymnasts in them did you Um, ever do shows where you got to use your gymnastics yeah I did uh when I was in uh what was it called the wild world of burlesque (laughs) was that Reno no that was that was the wonderful world of burlesque in Reno I remember that one one too yeah um then that so that show was done by Rocky Sennis. That was his Reno show, but his main show was the Wild World of Bless, or the, maybe it's the other way around, Wonderful World of Bless. But the one in Vegas, which was at the Harris or Holiday Casino, they did a can can. So I used to do some acrobatics in that. And then in Japan, um, when they choreographed, if they knew that you, you know, like with me, because of my acrobatics, I often did like acro solos and stuff. So, but not, I know that- not a lot, but some. 
Cause I remember like doing shows like for cruise ships, they want, they make you tumble if you can. I mean, mm-hmm. I can do cartwheel around enough, but I know like for Bluebell, I don't know that. And maybe those shows no, were not just in Bluebell. Never, never, never Bluebells. No opportunity. No, but other shows. Yes. Okay. So you got to use that. What, what was, um, what made you decide to leave after that year where you just like knew things were exciting? Um, and just wanted to... I, um, was it career? You don't have to go into it if it's personal, but was it like just, no, like I had, um, I had to, they wouldn't give me back my contract because I had a roommate who got into some trouble, which ended up affecting, I guess the, the FBI and people came backstage. And so because I was under contract, they didn't want to renew my contract, which for me at the time was devastating. And in all my being naive, I decided, no, I am not going back to England. And I got married so that they couldn't send me back to England. And that's how I had that break from the first contract to when I came back again. Yeah. So So enough time had passed for them to like consider you and so you got um, just because of association with somebody else's I drama. Think, I think it wasn't even that they considered it. I think it was because Miss Bluebell was there and she probably didn't know about it. Oh, really? So it, they didn't even get a chance or a choice because it was yeah. the time of Bill DeAngelis and that whole era yeah. of management and stuff. Because we, we, I don't know if it was in the pre, now as I said, I forget if it was in the pre-interview or before, like just the very, di- that kind of the tail end of the Vegas mm-hmm kind of not the mafia there was just a, that mm. reno didn't have that but some of that probably follows up into reno or oh people... i think so this this was nothing to do with that this was just a, an incident with the Other... stagehand that happened in in the show but yeah. um but yes you're correct about that and that's actually you should interview erica because she can tell you a lot of stories about that one <laughs> if she wants yeah to. i've interviewed a few that go even a few years back and like the thing the story is like i don't know if we tell this story just because just to be young and come to another country and know what your surroundings are is like, oh, like you got to really be watching out. Because I mean, there's all kinds of drama that can happen. We all survived though. So, you know, we all survived. I think we all learned. And I think, Mm -hmm. you know, having been a dancer, you, you, you adapt to so many situations in life, you know, because of that training. And absolutely. I was talking the other day we were talking, I was talking to somebody and it's like, you, you just didn't get to call in sick. You couldn't say, oh, I have a cold. I'm not going to go to work. You had to go to work. Yeah. You know? And if they wanted to tell you you were too fat, you better lose some weight. It wasn't like today where everybody's really nice to everybody. Right. Yeah. You know, and behind was, your was, back, they're saying other things. Yeah, it was quite brutal. But it's it, it's held me anyway, you know, throughout after finishing dancing to be able to adapt to new things, careers. You know, there's nothing that I never could accomplish because I think it all has to do with the dance training to tell you the truth yeah so the discipline of it yeah and be able to adapt so what was it like coming back the second time I mean you were in the same track did it feel because there was were there people that were Um, still there oh yeah a lot of them were still there Um, oh that's good it was like coming home it was fun yeah it was great it was really really good and because I knew the show I didn't really have to rehearse and I got to swing, you know, swing dance. So I was able to um, do both sides of the stage, which was different. Because some so of the cars the- to the right, some would be to the left. Yeah. You oh know? my gosh. I never d- did that experience. So what side of the stage were you on for Living Curtain? What side was that? I would have was been that on- stage left? So if I was, fa- I, and I'm very bad, bad at stage lefts and stuff, I would have been on stage left facing the audience. 
Okay. I was on stage left too. That's like, we danced in the show at the same time. That's what's so hard for people to believe that right. we, we danced probably a year together and never knew each I other, probably, probably knew of each other. Like, Oh, I yeah. recognize you. Yeah. It, that's, that's where there's Greg a lot of was people like that. Yeah. Yeah. And Greg would have been up on the fly route at that time. So what was it like the second time? Did you guys like, of course, the sparks and the combustion? No, he'd, he'd already left though. When I came back, he'd left the show he already. He was gone. Okay. Yes. So there was, were you kind of hoping he'd be there? Or did you know? Oh, he wasn't absolutely. There? Absolutely. Yeah. But oh. No, he wasn't. Yeah. Wow. But there was other good friends there. So it was good, you know, and all the state, a lot of the stagehands too were still there. There was not that many new faces when I went back in. There's not a lot of people many. that stayed the whole time. And did you know Liz, Liz Larkin? Yes. She would come and go, come like for the 11 years. Yes. She was in and out of that show, I think like five or six times. Like, yeah. I'm going to go. And that's so great. Yeah. You and then go she back was a, I think she was a principal dancer in Vegas and yeah. she used to, I bartended and she used to come into where I used to bartend sometimes. So did Jillian. Really? Yeah. So did Richard so did you, Stone. Yeah. So when did you, how did you end your dance career? Was it by choice or um, did you end up show, in Vegas? Like, let's go from that yeah, transition. The last show that I did was the Lance Burton show, the last show in America. Um, and then I, want, I went to Japan for the second time to the Crystal Room in Tokyo. And I had made a decision that that was going to be my last show. Did it just feel because, like it was time um, to travel? And... You know what? Someone's ringing my bell. Can we pause? Because someone's knocking um, on my door. I don't know if I can. We'll do Let that and I'll just talk. Um, yeah, I'll talk. talk in between. So <laughs> Julie is not here, but we're going to get ready to ask her some more questions because uh, I love the stories of, of romance because I don't think I took that opportunity. So she's talking to someone right now. So <laughs> we could edit this out possibly. Sorry. <laughs> That's okay. We can edit it. We can edit it. I'll just tell my daughter. I usually listen and go, okay, pause at this moment. We've there's, had doors bell ring and yeah, dogs bark. The, and... We had some like uh, monitor lizards that have been seen in the neighborhood. So the really? guy wants to put a camera outside for them. And that's why was <laughs> we might need to leave it in just because of that. Are they just showing yeah. up on people's doorsteps? I've seen. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Will they bother yeah. pets and things like that? Yeah, they eat the cats. Oh, wow. Yeah. Make sure you take care of that. (laughs) (laughs) So never a dull moment. So where Um, were we before I left? uh, That you, that you just kind of were deciding that this, you were kind of done with doing the shows. Were you done dancing? I didn't want to be, um, I don't think there's anything wrong with it, but I didn't want to be, you know, heading towards 40 and um, competing with girls that were in their twenties. It wasn't even that. I just felt like my time was done and I wanted to transition into other things and, how old were you when you ended? About 32. That's wonderful. And you started at 16. That's a really yeah. good, longer than a lot yeah. of people's dance career. And I just, um, I, I just was done. I had three kids at that time too. So you were still performing and traveling and mm-hmm. with yep, kids. Wow. Yeah. So when you went to Japan, the kids and everybody, just- they stayed with their um, grandma. Okay. Yeah. Wow. So you got yeah. to have, I got to have that life with travel too. Yeah. Was there any sadness at the end of it or were you just like, no, it's run its course. I'm done. I was kind of just like, it's, it's run its course and it was done. And I think yeah. it's when I went to Japan, they didn't want to hire anyone over 30. And I was turning 30 ish right around that time. And I was very nervous that when I got there, they would say I had to go home because I was too old. 
that so would I not just, be good to be that yeah, far away and have to. yeah I just at that point I was done I was like no I'm not doing this anymore where did you go and where did you go back to when you decided you were done Vegas big and was Vegas already feeling like home then yeah Vegas was did home you? by then yes okay yeah Vegas and that's when I started teaching gymnastics and um, then I started bartending became a massage therapist oh I'm a the massage last- therapist Oh, are you? The last it's a it's years. a really good transition yeah. career. Yeah, it is. And then the last twenty years, I've had an appraisal company, real estate appraisal. Really? Oh. And now I don't do anything. <laughs> That's so good because it's interesting. When some dancers have a plan of what they're going to do after, and some figure it out. But like you said, you figure things out. If you've been able yeah. to figure out how to do this show, go to this country, yeah, adapt it, and it worked. Yeah, just all all worked out. So. But you, do you did you stay in contact? Because we were saying until Facebook, there was hard to track people. But do you have um, these friends over the years? You still yeah, I stayed in contact locate? very much with uh, Mickey Hotak and Karen Arp. They were the two main ones. Um, but then through Facebook, obviously, once again, people have come back into my life and stuff, which has been wonderful. Really good. So after yeah. you you get a hold of Greg again, mm-hmm. what what was? Can you like give us a little romantic? mini film here of what that was like when you decide like okay um he was he just like as soon as you said you're divorced like okay this is what yeah basically um he he had lost his wife unfortunately and had remained single and you know and I love it I don't know whether it's true or not but I know I was the love of his life <laughs> and just hang on to always, that. yeah always knew I was going to come back and when we first got back together I was very nervous and I'm sure he was too but it just was like time had stood still. Wow. It, I couldn't make it up. I couldn't write a book about it. It I can't describe it. It's magic. Magic. I feel so blessed. It's not even, I mean, I'm almost crying. That's how wonderful it is. Yeah. Well, that's what made me want to reach out to you because I saw that. I'm like, this is yeah. such a great story because there are people that you go back in contact with and you get together, you have nothing in common because right. you both it's have like, changed so much. There's yes. nothing there anymore. Yeah. Or you imagine like if I was- Whatever whatever person, it was we had, the spark that we had, which was very real back then, is there now. We've both matured and it's it's magic. So. And did you just get married or are you just getting engaged? Yeah, we just got married in November. We didn't even so get was, engaged. We just got married. You just got married. Well, yeah, I think it's like, okay, there's things you don't need to do this time. Yeah. Of life. Uh, no, like save the date and like mm-hmm. rehearsal dinners and all that. There's no, nope, no, none of that. We went to Vegas and did one of the tackiest weddings you could ever do. And Oh my God. That's so perfect though. Oh yeah. my gosh. Yeah. Did you do that? Have an Elvis impersonator? Or we didn't have, we were going to, but we didn't. <laughs> oh, we got one that. that was cheaper than that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. So, oh, did yeah. you, so at the reunion, you talked, but it was it just kind of conversational? All like, we how did was talk for like 10 minutes. I was, I didn't, I couldn't talk to him because I was married. Yeah. So you know, and I wasn't of... going to do that. And, but I saw him and we went outside of where the banquet was and sat out by the bar and had a drink and talked for about 10 minutes and showed each other pictures of our grandchildren. And that was it. Wow. That was it. Did you do the first Hello Hollywood Hello reunion? Because I didn't even know there was no, one. That's why I'm I thankful didn't. for. No, so I this is your first, first time seeing yes. a lot of these people. So what was a reunion yes. like for you? Because I think that they did such a um, great job putting it together. I thought it was wonderful. I was really amazed. I was really amazed. I mean, it was so... Uh, what's the word overwhelming almost seeing all those people yeah. um it, it was it was magical I'm, I'm very glad I, I went 
the the hello hollywood hello sign they had the red feathers mm-hmm. so it kind of looked like heat wave when you walked in and right. the, that was decor it was weird to be almost transported back to what it yes. felt like because it's not like an old person looking back it felt like Death. I felt like I was back there. I forgot that I was 60 or almost 60 years old and right. watching the videos and seeing people and then trying to like picture people like because we've aged and then go, then you remember and they're like, mm-hmm. oh, they look the same. They just took and then some of the bit. stories chatting with some of the girls and stuff. And they would tell me stories about myself that I had completely forgotten. And I would really? remember stories about them, which they had completely forgotten. <laughs> it was it was like, oh. no, I did not do that. <laughs> oh my God. That's so good. Yeah. That's why I think the more I do interviews, I'll like when you were talking about uh, disco, the curtain. Mm-hmm. Now I remember exactly because I, I forgot about where were the stairs. And then I go, oh, I totally mm-hmm. picture. I can see where that is now. I can remember stepping onto it, but that was all gone. Mm-hmm. But every time somebody from the same show will say something, I'll have more of it come back mm-hmm. or pick. So somebody post Andrea, I think it was Andrea posted a picture of me and said, does anyone know where Sherry I don't, then nobody knew my married name. Mm, right. Someone found me. And then I found all these people that I didn't know where they were. Right. And I'd never, I'd never seen some of these pictures before either. So that's the fun of people start sharing their photos from the show, the backstage yeah, photos. It's, it's and wonderful. Like, it's wonderful. Yeah. Wow. Very much so. I love it. And then just the connections that happen too. It's like, you know, obviously Karen and Mickey and all that stuff. And then um, like my sister, she's younger than me. She did come to Vegas. She never was a bluebell. She never actually danced in Vegas. She went to Tring in England, which is quite a few of the girls, I think, went to Tring, which is a boarding school, arts educational type school. But she ended up dancing for the Furcos in Korea. Really? Yeah. And the Furcos oh. were in the show. So there's your connections. Oh, my gosh. I mean, it's just yeah, there's bizarre, so many. You know, were you were you there when the Furcos were there? No, I wasn't. I, didn't, okay. I met the Furcos later on because here's more connections. The, the father of my children his cousin married Debbie Parker, who was a bluebell or a tall nude or short nude, I think. So he married her and she's a Parker, but nothing, no relation to me. And so then we had that whole family connection. Oh, and they wow. were friends with the Furcos. And it's just like, this stuff just keeps going and going and going. And one of their best friends was Sandra Trillo. Oh, yeah. So Sandra had Lauren, her daughter, and my daughter, you know, we used to all play together. And then now I'm friends with Billy again, the father. So it's just like, oh, wow. I remember your daughter when she was a little girl, you know, oh. just it's very cool stuff. I have an interview, the one coming up with two of the dressers, um, and they were talking about like how their kids grew up together. And so you'd have birthday parties because everybody's kind of this family already. And then your, your kids are part of this collective thing, which is yep. so cool. This is the birthday parties. Like we had a baby elephant. I go, normal people don't say that they had pony, you know, white ponies yeah. from the show or elephants exactly. at their kids' birthday exactly. parties. It's amazing, the, isn't it? It's amazing. Yeah. So. Oh. so did you put on the costumes at the reunion? Cause there no. was a, you, you didn't do the whole thing. Oh, I, <laughs> no. I didn't actually go to any of those type of things. Um, but more I hung out with Erica who went with me and then Karen off. And then I really loved seeing Kathy Sims. Kathy Cohen, she was the line captain when I was there. And her and I together, in, uh, our children went to the same babysitter in Las Vegas. You know, oh, it's, yeah. just, it's just such a small world. You know, it's very, hmm. very much so. So is your, is Greg retired? No, he's not because no. he's in Guam. So he's, he's still working. He's, yeah, still works. He rig, he's a rigger. That's what I call him anyway. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, he still works and he's been with the same company for 
or about 27 years, I think. But they build, it's all show business too. They build all the um, fly rails for stuff. Really? Big arenas, things like that. And also do a lot of work with the military for, I, I want to say parachute towers, but I don't really know. It's the rigging. Oh my gosh. So he's over wow. there right now. He just came out of a 14-day quarantine, like a full-on lockdown. Oh, that's what I say. Travel right now would be. Yeah. But there's still work for people if you're not doing the big arena shows. The fact that he has that. Yes, so. I guess, wow. yeah. So yeah. you just packed up your life in Vegas. Was there any like, oh, do I want to do this? Or you were just ready? Um, I was. It, it was a bad divorce and I ran as fast as I could. So, yeah. Yeah. My kids you know, are there still. Really? Yeah. Have they come out to visit? Not uh, yet, but I'm supposed to go back in a couple of weeks. I've been back there myself. Um, they'll be out. I mean, they're all yeah. older. My eldest is 40, so. Hmm. You, know. you got to warn them about the monitor lizards. Think. Oh, I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, you can't make this stuff up. <laughs> no, that's like, I have to leave that in because it was so awkward, but it was like to come back that they had to put cameras to keep it on the monitor lizards. Like, oh, oh, I know. I know. Um, so, so we're going to wrap up and I just okay. wonder when you think back of this, cause you have stayed connected to, to your friends through this, which is really great. Mm-hmm. Cause I think you can keep some of this going. Mm-hmm. I, I kind of, i lost track of almost everybody and then found them just in the last two years. But for you to have that, did it feel like part of that stayed with you or was like, that's my old life. This is not really me anymore. Um, for me, I believe that it's always been a part of my life. Um, and I have to honestly say some of the friends that I've made throughout the dancing years are the people besides my family that are the closest to me. Yeah. So the, you know, back again to the connections, you cannot, um, I don't know how it, other things in life can replicate that. Yeah. And so I think we're very fortunate. It's a very small community of people, really, when you think about it in the big picture of life. Mm-hmm. and um you know it's the gypsy whatever you want to call it and they are some of the best people the best connections and yeah so definitely if, I'm, I'm so grateful for it yeah really am. that's that's a good way to end because I know um when I'm done with these, I feel like, oh, I love Julia. Julia is my friend. I want to, and I don't, mm-hmm. I'm not going to stalk you. So don't be scared. But I look at people's Facebook and I feel like, oh, I've met them. So I feel like mm-hmm. this is part of my people now. That's right. That's even right. though we danced part of, your the tribe. Show to, part of my tribe. That's and right. even though we danced at the same time, we did not hang out or anything, but it feels no. like now the circle just feels wider. And I feel like I have my dance community here, mm-hmm. but I feel this deep connection to people I didn't even work with because Correct. we have this in common. It's really not like any other job I've done. I agree. I danced and in other shows. Hello Hollywood, especially Hello yeah. Hollywood. There's yeah. something about that show. Everybody I've talked to said it was such a family and I was only there a year, but I felt it, but I know the it, people that stayed longer. Yeah, I don't know what people. it was. Maybe it was blessed. Maybe it was divine. Who knows? But yeah. There was something very, very special about that show. Well, someone even said, because Reno's kind of out in the middle of nowhere that you are, Possibly. Like, there's, there's life you do outside like Vegas. There's like so many other things, but with Reno, you was, know, you know, you had people from Australia, England, South Africa, America. So it was a very diverse group of people too. It wasn't I just. I have to ask this question, even though it's kind of done, sure. but I have a question. Did you, could you see yourself living in Reno? Cause some people like loved it there, but couldn't no. see themselves making that their no. home. No. I yeah. could now. I mean, when I went back for the reunion, I thought, wow, it's really nice here. It's changed. Yeah. Yeah. But back then, no. 
when you came from England, I came from Seattle. So I was used to like lush green, a mm-hmm. lot of rain. So when I went to Ve- Vegas and Reno, so brown, all I, I was just like, this is so brown. And then I, yeah. I just was judging it harshly mm-hmm. Me too. <laughs> and then I came mean, back with a different like appreciation, like, no, the desert is really beautiful. And there's a lot here that yeah, I, I thought it was didn't. very, uh, when I first went there, this was back in the seventies though. It was very hokey. You yeah. Know? That's what I thought. <laughs> You know, yeah. Well, I... thanks. Well, thanks to all these hello Hollywood people that stayed there and kind of yeah, it changed Pulled a little some bit. Culture into it, right? <laughs> There's nothing yeah. wrong with it before, but there is something that that Reno embraced that because I do say mm-hmm. that the people that stayed really added a lot Absolutely. to that that community of the arts. Absolutely. Well, yeah. I want to say congratulations. I love your love story. It just oh. it's so hopeful and beautiful, and you know, there's yep. that part of us that that connects that's different than how we are now. And if someone that's knows right. that part of you, it's just, it's, it's so great. Yeah. So congratulations to you, Thank and you. Greg, and Thank maybe you. we'll get him on here. Cause I would love to hear an interview. He doesn't with- stop talking though. Really? He'd be on here for about five hours. <laughs> just like, Oh, the battery's dead. Sorry. <laughs> there you go. Cause, I, Cause we've talked to Greg Hoff and Lou Allard. So when they talk about like the button room and all the things that were going on and then talking to the dressers, it's so wonderful but the, from the fly like that's yeah, he'd be good it, because they they were part of building it all you know so yeah but. yeah well i'll we'll see if he will do it and, and agree to an hour <laughs> okay i'll talk to him <laughs> okay so. so julia best to you i'll be following you and then we're gonna be and posting you your pictures so people can see the 16 year old first job in yeah and hello everybody <laughs> yeah say and all you did a shout out so we'll get all your friends tagged in this so they can hear oh, those yep. adventures All right. Thank you so much. Thank you, Sherry. Bye-bye. It was lovely. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye.